I would like, if I may, to take you on a strange journey. To explore strange new worlds. To seek out new life and new civilizations. To boldly go where no man has gone before. Others lock up your sons. The fangirls are busting out all over. It's Fangirl Radio. Fangirl Radio. the fangirls on jackalope radio hi everybody and welcome to the latest and greatest episode of fangirl radio i'm your host jessica dwyer and with me as always are my lovely and talented co-host uh first off rachel moore excalibur and she is turning what today rachel 30 that's right but the davis records (laughs) <laughs> yes, she's joining us in the uh, <laughs> what us on that downward slope towards forty. Twenty nine, ladies, twenty nine. <laughs> you will soon be one of us too. No, Ren. never, uh, never. <laughs> 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 one of us. And also with us once more as my lovely and talented fanboy co-host Todd Sheets. Hello there. Welcome to Movie Phone. <laughs> Ah, uh, yes. Um, so, on this Ren. episode tonight... Oh, yes, Rachel? And Ren is on. I, I did, I said Ren. And, okay. No, I interrupted what? and introduced myself. Yeah. And and let everyone know that she is 29, so she's going to test... Okay, just making sure. I didn't want her to feel left yeah. out. No, she's not left. We could never leave her out. So, on tonight's episode, we have a very special guest, and I think it may actually be one of the first fangirls to actually be on the show as a guest and that is the first one it is the first one and that is jen page um she's an actress model uh producer writer director like all-around renaissance woman so she'll be joining us marathon runner (laughs) (laughs) olympic shooter awesome yeah. And and I had every one of my um, geek boys that I feed at my house text me today, how can I listen to Jen tonight? Yeah, thanks, guys. Uh, yeah, Quincy, <laughs> I, I know that's why you suddenly have an interest, so, <laughs> just so you know. But um, before we get to Jen, um, we have a Week in Geek to get through, as well as a brief discussion about um, comic books and things such as, I know Rachel wants to get this in right away, so... Pottermore. So Pottermore opened to the public for the first time. It's been in beta. It's been really hard to get spots in it because, of course, everyone wants to do Pottermore. But it opened to the public, and it is a total um, fun, interactive, depth, in-depth view of the world of Harry Potter. 
and uh, what they have you do is they have you adventure through the different books through kind of motion capture comics um, looking for hidden objects that reveal never before plot points, backstories of major characters like Professor McGonagall um, all sorts of fun little tidbits it's a lot of fun as a point and click game but they only have one of the books released so far so that took me you know just an hour or so <laughs> it took me ridiculously and during that time you get sorted into your house and you start to compete for the house cup against other houses and the sorting process is really awesome the um process to get your wand is really awesome and it's it's a really neat uh really neat thing for fans my one complaint about pottermore is that right now in the common room instead of having forums to talk about different things it's just one big you know post a status post a comment thing and it only goes back so many pages so it's almost impossible to get to know the other people in your house so is pottermore pay per month or is it free it's a free service it's technically still in its beta right now even though it's open to the public it's still um there's still some waiting to get in so what happens is you sign up initially and then you wait for us your first email to verify and your second email to um to uh be actually invited to join so there is there's still a bit of wait it only took me about six hours to get my second email which is amazing considering there's a million people on it right now in many different countries and it is geared a lot towards kids and so they've worked really hard to make a child safety policy which has a mixed problem of it assigns you a random nickname that it generates for you to create complete anonymity but it gives you like six choices of randomly generated ones and you can pick the one you missed or the one you liked the most so i actually got a pretty decent one so um feel free to friend me i'm river patronus one two five three three i'm ravenclaw and i will kick your butt in a wizard's duel river patronus that all right crossover of doom exactly exactly (laughs) so i i think it's a lot of fun if you're a harry potter fan this is a must do just because it doesn't take a lot of time and it's a ton of fun and the extras in it so far have been great and the great thing is if you're really into the game part and you're finding objects and you don't want to read them you can save your favorite entries to go back and read later nice um so um, one thing I wanted to bring up for the Weekend Geek um, this week, for sure, I, I actually, I'm a bad moviegoer. Um, I hadn't really went to the theater in like two months, thanks to the plague that I had and just being busy and, and everything. But I managed to get in two movies this weekend. And uh, one of them was uh, Lockout, starring Guy Pierce And... Uh, Interestingly enough, PG-13 rated film with, uh, at the end of the movie, it's listed as an R. And I think there was some massive cutting to that movie because of how jumpy it was. Um, it was enjoyable as a just a throwaway kind of an action flick. He, uh, Guy Pierce brought it, as he usually does. But um, in terms of, of uh, having to hit a theater to go see it, don't bother you can rent this movie um but one that you really do need to go see in the theater and i demand that you do so if you're a horror fan cabin in the woods Ooh, i wanted that to be good it is amazingly good the best movie i've seen so far this year good um 
you really need to check it out. Um, you have you a need- non-spoiler um, I managed review up pull- that looked really amazing. For, I managed for- to pull I- off I wanna- a non-spoilery review for this movie, which it doesn't give you a lot of input on the you know if i tell you about the movie in de- in detail ruins the entire experience so all i can tell you is very good very good performances very good writing very good special effects awesome story um the movie took 3 years to be released um because of things like uh things like a bankruptcy due to, at the uh, at mgm happened that whole deal the movie got shelved it took 3 years to finally get this movie in theaters excellent film if you love how good a writer joss whedon is drew goddard uh also co-wrote and directed this first time director guy wrote cloverfield awesome awesome movie um i truly think the reason the studio finally released it um since lionsgate got it was due to the fact that next month there's a sort of a big release happening that has the name joss whedon tied to it what 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 do you think that is todd do you know what what I'm talking about? Um, might be that one little thing that they don't show any previews for, anything called we Avengers. We haven't heard anything. Yeah, yeah, the Avengers. Yeah. yeah. Did you just suddenly get echoey? For the <laughs> Avengers. Because that's just the power of Thor. The power of the Avengers. <laughs> but um, speaking of the Avengers. Um, oh, so, so what? what's the, no, I'm sorry, that's a bad joke. Never mind. <laughs> Speaking of the Avengers, um, world premiere already happened, nice. and um, we're, this is going into our little. Our, we were going to talk about comic books a little bit this episode, and I really wanted to kind of complain because thanks to them doing a month early premiere, there are spoilers all over the internet now. Thanks to this, even though they're supposed to be under embargo usually, everybody already knows now for sure who the bad guys are. Thanks to this. And um, they've even... The super secret um, post-filming scene that we always... We figured would happen in the credits at the end of the movie. Everyone knows now what that is. Thanks to this. So I'm trying to figure out... Not me. I've avoided it like the plague because I'm already not excited. (laughs) I am not excited about this movie. And I'm just hoping that, you know... it. There'll be something to redeem it, but I, I'm just having a hard time being excited about it. Well, dude, I'm uh, semi excited, but I work 55 hours uh, a week, so I well, can't actually see stuff. <laughs> I gotta tell you, everybody that's seen it already is saying it's better than Dark Knight. You gotta be kidding! Uh, They're saying I don't it's believe better it. Than- you know what it is? I, 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 I don't. I don't believe it either. I'm like, if if you're saying this about this movie, then I had better be a puddle at the end of it well and you have to realize also that in this case there seems to be a weird fanboy backlash thing going on where marvel versus dc yeah and it's become the the new trend it's like oh let's jump on the anti-batman bandwagon and i got done over on superhero hype the other day just ripping a bunch of new buttholes because i was like yeah why don't you people get off find a new bandwagon this one's full okay the (laughs) anti-batman thing's got to go why can't we enjoy both we all know batman's gonna wipe the floor with anyone else because he's the greatest hero of all time so let's just move on i'm gonna enjoy it for what it is i loved the Avengers growing up. I like Spider-Man. I don't like bobbleheads being Spider-Man, but I do like Spider-Man, so we'll give it a shot. Yeah, no, no, his head is... Can, a, I, can I be the total voice of dissent here? Like, okay, maybe I don't spend enough time on forums where people are, like, really nasty and uh, stupid, but um, honestly, like, this is 
good. I don't know why you people think this is bad. There needs to be uh, conflict so people can jump on either yes, you know, A side or B side. Otherwise, what's the alternative? The alternative is nobody's paying any attention at all to comic well, I, books. I, 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 I don't know if I agree with that because for me, I'll go see them both and I'll support them both and I love them I mean, both. Yeah, but, okay, but you and me are comic book fans. What about the rest of the world? What about the fact that up until this recent craze of comic book movies, they were all going out of freaking business? Well, and I mean, me, nobody was me, buying books forever. I agree, so I say yeah. this is a good thing. I say let them argue on the internet. Let them get all crazy. Are they actually and, selling comic books or is it just people jumping on like being it jerks? Can't, it, can't yeah, yeah. Have, it can't have a zero effect on the sales. It, it, the more people talk about it, the more they get their yell at their friends about it the more it's in their heads about comic books comic book comic books that's not a bad thing that i agree with but let me also point out that what made dark knight a hit even though a lot of those jerks will want to point out it's only because Heath Ledger died it's not it's no, the no, fact it's that it, it was the hell, first movie the way, that right that. it was the first movie that <laughs> crossed over into a mainstream audience where people didn't care True. that it was about True. a superhero they just loved it because it was a good movie period well, well As, and how he went with batman with it made it a it wasn't a comic book movie. Right. It he was, but it wasn't. He brought it into right. reality. Exactly. And I think, honestly, with the Avengers, they've got a built-in audience, but nothing that can really touch that. I mean, this is not going to cross over to everyone in the world. No. And, and as much as I love Joss Whedon, and I do, if you had to put side-by-side Joss Whedon and Chris Nolan, I'll take Chris <laughs> Nolan. That yeah. man, holy crap. He's my favorite. He's unbelievable. He did Inception, for God's sake. Yeah, the unbel- the the list of films in that man's be- um yeah Chris now, I, can, I love, I love you, them I love both. No, I love them both. But my thing is, you know, there's no re I, this whole thing about oh, I'm a Marvel, I'm a DC. Who gives a rat's butt? I do. I mean, I'm Marvel. I, Screw you all. I I <laughs> love I love them all. I love I Vampire. That's DC. I love Batman. That's DC. I love Wonder Woman. That's DC. But I also can love Marvel. I don't have a. I don't have that need to be one or the other. You just named uh, DC Comics and you didn't name, name any Marvel. Ergo, you are DC. <laughs> you are I, DC and I am Marvel. I. I. I don't wow. need to no, because right now everywhere you look is an effing Marvel person. You know, I just bought my T-shirt for the midnight showing of the IMAX of Avengers because that's where I'm going. I'm going to go. Marvel, Marvel is a good gateway drug for people getting into comics. It really is. It's really. No, that, but but what I have a problem with, and that's what I grew up on Marvel. And then when I got to be a true. teenager, I switched to Batman because Same. that's what you do. Yep. And but, now I collect Vertigo, you know, which is DC, but I I exclusively collect Vertigo and indie comics now. So I, I think that. There's this thing where people grow up a little bit and they start to think about comics a little bit more and they start to they start to realize, hey, maybe there's some complexity to Batman and now because of the internet people you know, Todd's right, I mean Cracked did it, everyone's been doing it, like this kind of anti Batman thing. But how much of comics have been sustained by Batman in the last well, and the thing years. is, yeah. I'm sorry, Batman is Batman is a badass because Batman doesn't have superpowers. Yeah. And he's out there fighting all this crap alongside all these guys that do. And even if it isn't real, Batman is still a badass. Yeah! <laughs> and this is why Todd and I are brother and sister. <laughs> You're making me proud! 
Yeah, that's the truth. He's out there kicking ass. I mean, I'm sorry, but um, uh, Kingdom Come, Batman's out there fighting this craziness. Old Batman looking like Gregory Peck in a brace because his back was broken, and he still is kicking ass alongside Superman. And you know what? I won't. I won't say anything against that. You're 100 percent right. I mean, as much as I might stand here and say I'm a Marvel and I am, but I, you know, I love Batman. You can't not love Batman. Um, yeah. I, th- I, think I still say there. that the, it's like I don't know. I feel, I'm trying to recall a similar sort of anti something or other on the internet. It might have been Harry Potter or something like that with people going, I uh, hate Hermione. How about uh, Interview like, with a Vampire with Tom Cruise? Remember that? Yeah. All it does is serve to. I mean, like. If you've got nobody telling, if you've got nobody on the other side saying, your thing is crap, then you've got no reason to stand up and say, no, my thing is awesome, and here's why. Yeah, I can you do one better. I can do something that ties into this, which is, when, my, when as we were speaking of previously, when Michael Keaton was announced as Batman, mm-hmm. the backlash to that was horrible. No one remembers this, because I'm the old one here. But yeah, I remember I, it. Michael Keaton, even even when he won the People's Choice Award, I think he did win the People's Choice Award, he and Jack Nicholson were up on stage, and Jack Nicholson was like, go ahead, tell them to go F themselves, you know, basically, <laughs> because of how wonderful he did as the in the role and how awesome the movie was. But, you know, it's... There's this kick a lot, and Twilight now is is getting pummeled with it too. Where it's it's cool to hate on Twilight. I hate on Twilight, but I don't hate on Twilight because a lot of the reasons other people do. I hate on it because the people don't like the stuff that came before. But I'm not going to get on that high horse. That's something. That's something to remember, though, because it's really part of it is how it's marketed and not just what it is because if you recall when twilight came out fangirl we gave it a pretty good review because it was so different from anything else and it was compulsively readable and i think batman was was one of the i mean that was yeah it was it was was, but it it never purported to be anything else you know yeah and And then other people made it and as batman started out very campy and it it, it's really one of the best comics for having changed with the times because part of what's made it readable, and I I haven't been able to read much of the new 52 because it's just not doing it for me, but um, the, the what was really interesting is they let him be dark and they let him change and they let Frank Miller have a go at it and they let them, you know, paralyze Oracle. And I've been reading this really awesome book um, called Chicks Dig Comics. Yay. And um, I recommend it very highly. I'm not sure when the release date is. Jess would probably have that info. But um, I was reading Chicks Dig Comics and it has a lot of these women who started out they didn't start out in indie girl comics. They started out with Batman. They started out with um, the X-Men. They started out with Spider-Man. And talking about things that they love about it becoming things that they hate about it and becoming things that they love about it before. And that complexity and that beauty of it is, I think, what makes it work. Well, and I I love the fact that um, Chicks Did Comics is... uh, it's edited by Lynn Thomas and Sigrid Ellis, and um, it's actually available right now. You can get it on Kindle, ebook, or Nook, um, and you can also get the print version. But it's a great way of actually 
seen um part it's actually what we do on this show is yeah. gives you insight into um into the female perspective of comic books uh, oh, nice. and, and and it's not just the kitschy you know we love an- you know uh anime kind of thing or what well, have you this is it has fan girls it has writers of comics it has you know people who draw them it has editors and it has a vast array it has people who love the super girly comics who started out with archie and never really left it has girls who or women who um you know are do the love of and rockets um terry moore stuff and it has girls who just read spawn preacher and lobo and one of the most enjoyable things is a lot of those women grew, grew up around the same time that um you and i did where we remember being the only girl in the comic book store and it being a big deal and we sh- showed up and wanted to read i remember you know, that Batman, or mm-hmm. being you know or be, i remember the the store in Lansing walking in and I didn't go to the manga section and it was like they, yeah. you would thought the world was ending and suddenly <laughs> I had like six guys around me wanting to talk about Catwoman you know so I think it's a really great um, perspective from all parts of the fandom and the in- industry from a female perspective and a lot of them disagree but the way they do it is so well spoken um, I, you know, the the last anthology they did, I think it's Chicks Dig Time Lords. Is that what it was called? That one, uh, yeah. Go. Yeah. So they're they're great, and it's all written by women, which is awesome. I mean, props to this because they're not cutesy. Look at me! I have a, a game controller over my breastuses kind of thing. <laughs> it's they're you know, not geeks well, for hire. They're not geeks for hire. They're not. They're they're there to actually they know their stuff and they can prove it and they can back it up and um i i really enjoy uh seeing that happen in other outlets and especially in in the realm of comics and especially doctor who but especially in the realm of comic books when you know girls still are fighting their way through it with this and um it's great to to hear the the their voices being told you know being heard actually and uh and they can show that they can uh, back it up so yeah i i remember going into uh when i was growing up the thing was uh going into a comic book store and digging through the uh the 25 cent comic pile and just making a stack like two feet tall and going to the counter yeah <laughs> so uh oh the quarter bin you never knew what you were gonna find and it usually smelled that wonderful scent of old newsprint mm-hmm. Yep. Mm, num, num, num. Yep. I'd wear that as perfume if they bottled it. I totally comic book store. <laughs> comic, comic book store. store. Comic book store. Uh, I wear one that's a uh, paperback, and it smells like paperbacks. That's seriously? Awesome. Does it? Thing? Yeah. Just just gave it to me for my birthday oh one my year. <laughs> I can't and I'm almost out, and I told it. Ian I need more of this. I don't know where you're going to find it either. I can't remember. It's on the Demeter website. They still make it? Yeah, oh, they good. sure yeah, do. Demeter Cologne, also, I think they're the ones that do the Play-Doh scent. Oh, yeah, they have oh. some amazing childhood scents, and they're they're so good at it. Yeah. But um, I, speaking, I don't think I can uh, handle that. Play-Doh, yeah. Play- <laughs> I don't think I could do that. Smell like Play-Doh all day? I don't know. I'd have to smell it and see, because sometimes that Play-Doh was pretty nice. Uh, I don't know. Maybe it's just me. Maybe I have a fetish <laughs> I don't know about. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I. 
Uh, but speaking of women who have um, a voice that need to be heard and, and has been heard throughout uh, fandom, I think it's time to bring on our special guest for the night. What do you guys think? Should we bring Jen on? Yes. Yay! Yay! So, Todd, Master of Ceremonies. Already on it. Hi! Hi! (laughs) (laughs) Hi! We have with us tonight Jen Page. She's an actress, model, director. What doesn't she do? She has a new show coming up, Geek Seekers. She has Chop Socky Boom, which is a comedy series, and we're going to have her tell us all about those. But you may recognize her from... Uh, Dorkness Rising, and she will be in the upcoming season of Journey Quest. When Very do you true. rest, Jen? When do you rest? <laughs> I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was asking myself that very question this week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you've been shooting Journey Quest for the last couple of weeks, haven't you? Yes. Well, uh, we wrapped last week, and I only had a few days of filming. It was very uh, concentrated, uh, uh, very, you know, get it all done type of cram it in sort of thing. But, uh, yes, it certainly feels like it was uh, longer than it it was. (laughs) (laughs) But it's all good. Gosh, that just sounds bad. I should start over. (laughs) No, you know what? Jess, we were just talking with Jess, Jess just came back from a convention, and she says, I don't know how many days you cram into two or three days when you're at a con or mm-hmm. on a shoot, or <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah, oh, so I fell, I fell victim to the con crud this time around, thanks to the insanity yeah. that is a convention. <laughs> yeah, it, it seems more common than not. I carry little mini hand sanitizers with me because you can't help but shake hands and touch things that other people have been touching and gosh that sounds bad um but yeah (laughs) hand sanitizer is definitely uh you know a prerequisite (laughs) well we've been talking about being um we were doing we were talking about comics and how we all remember being the only girl in the comic book store growing up Mm -hmm. and um and how is it for you i mean you work with dead gentleman productions quite a bit Mm -hmm. and one of the things we love about you is that you seem to truly love genre stuff and geek things and it's not I do what we call geek <laughs> for pay yes. so, how is that for you how have you seen that change as you've um I still get a bit of uh prejudging that um I couldn't possibly be interested in these things um based on <laughs> my appearance or my gender but uh and it's fine if if we all have our preconceived notions of of stereotypes or geeks or or whatever um class (laughs) um you want to call it but I just really find that it doesn't bother me that much I don't even feel like I have to prove myself because once people actually talk to me for a few sentences they realize oh no she really is uh, enjoying all this stuff, and this really is her interest. So it it doesn't bother me at all if if someone wants to assume differently from what I am. Oh, yeah. That's great. I mean, you're doing a show with Monty Cook. How much more geek tre- cred do you really have to have? <laughs> oh, no. and that's one of the things. Um, people who didn't know who I was as an actress, because we actually did a lot of like pre uh, experimentation where we tried to, we thought we had a lot of the same cross fans and actually we, 
don't, which is great <laughs> because that means our fan pool is even bigger. Yeah. Um, he has his own and I have mine. But there were, he, he did get quite a few comments of who's the chick and, oh, you found some pretty face to do a show with. And he's like, no, you don't understand at all. So, yeah, it still happens. Well, and he, um, he guessed, he did a cameo in Darkness Rising, correct? He did. Or- I, re- I remember that, that everybody flipped out in the room when we were watching. Uh-huh, Bill the cleric. Was that the first <laughs> time you met him? Uh, we worked at Wizards together, but I think that, yeah, it was probably one of the first. It's certainly what anchored be my knowledge of him as a, a person, not as a game designer. So, yeah, definitely. Um and you just found out you both were were fascinated with the paranormal through, I mean, how does, it's, it's kind of a random thing, you know, an actress and a and d mogul, you know, so. I, I, I could tell you the full story of how Geek Seekers came to be, because there actually is a bit of an origin story, and it's not that long, I'm, yes, do I'm, hyping, it, I'm hyping it out. Um, <laughs> last year, we were both going to Gen Con. And he had messaged me online and said, hey, if you're going to Gen Con, uh, let's hang out. Haven't seen you in a while. Let's catch up, grab a drink, whatever. And I'm like, yeah, let's do that. And us being both so busy at the convention, uh, the only time we really saw each other was was playing True Dungeon. And you really can't socialize when, you know, you're solving traps and things like that, uh, fighting the (laughs) Lich Queen. (laughs) So uh, it kind of didn't happen. And then Pax... Um, PAX Prime was uh, happening not too soon after that and again he he messaged me because I live in Seattle and he lived in Wisconsin at the time and he said hey you know we never got together and I'm like I'm supremely booked but I'm doing karaoke with dead gentlemen on Friday you want to come to that and he's like yeah so we went to karaoke together again not a good time to chat (laughs) after that uh, we messaged again and I said well the next convention I think I'm going to will be Neon Con in Las Vegas in November but there's only about a 30% chance of that and he said the same. And I'm like, I've never been to Vegas. And he's like, oh, that's a shame. And, you know, you, you, I'm not hyping the gambling or whatever, but there is a lot of fun things to do, and it would be fun to hang out. And he goes, and, you know, if you wanted to, we could try and break into Area 51. I've tried to do that before. And, <laughs> <laughs> and I go, actually, that sounds really cool. I would probably really like to do that. And he's like, okay, deal. If we go, we'll do that. And I go, well, you know, if we filmed it, we'd have our next web series. And we both kind of laughed, and then we just had that moment of, wait a minute. (laughs) (laughs) And literally, the writer in me said, all right, then, what would we call it? And he he said something like, geeks hunting freaks or nerd hunters or something. And I literally um, typed in the word hunt into Word to thesaurus it. And I, it, Seek popped into my head. I'm like, Geek Seek, Geek Seekers. Oh my gosh, we have to do the show. That's <laughs> <laughs> what happened. I, I think I asked him for like three weeks straight whether or not he was serious about. <laughs> <laughs> and he keeps, he kept saying to me, you keep asking me that question. Do, am I not coming off as serious? And I'm like, no, no, it just seems so cool. And, and ideas like that, you're afraid they won't happen, you know? Yeah. So I just had to completely keep asking him, you want to do this, right? You're serious about this, right? Because it's, it's, it can happen. 
And yeah, I think I'm pretty sure now he's serious. Well, I was amazed at how fast I, I've seen very few Kickstarters blow up that quickly. I was amazed at that. How cool is that? We were, we were incredibly, incredibly happy with the fan support and still the fan support so far. We've done a couple panels at conventions and it's amazing to me. People will come to our panel for a show they've never seen. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. I, it's, well, and I think that, um, it's it's such a great combination, like you said, the cross genre and the cross fan bases. It it's fun for me because I met my husband playing Dungeons and Jack Dragons. So very cool. The gamers movies and Journey Quest are pretty much if I come home and that's not on the television, there's something wrong. Someone's sick in the household. So <laughs> when the new when the Kickstarter for Journey Quest came up, it's such a wonderful thing because it allows the fans to feel like they have some power in getting. I mean, there's so many great shows that disappear on us. Yeah, because they can't get funding or supposedly no one's watching. So to have something independently produced that we can say yes, yeah, take our money. We're happy to be entertained. And I love the fact that we can interact with the audience and kind of adapt the show accordingly. Oh, yeah. yeah. How does that work for you? Oh, I I think it's just amazing to be able to get the fan support and have that give and take and really interact with them. And uh, just to figure out what the audience wants. And then you're less likely to fail or have low viewership. Yeah, absolutely. I, th- I think that, um, how, how is it different doing a, f- a full-length feature like Darkness Rising versus shooting episodes, doing an episodic? I, do you approach it differently as an actress or? Well... I think that even the time when Darkness Rising was written and produced, uh, we weren't in direct contact with the people who'd be watching it yet. Mm. So just the the time and the era era of viewership has just completely changed. I mean, we barely knew about YouTube when Darkness Rising came <laughs> out. Uh, and it wasn't anything to aim for. And now it's like a big duh if, <laughs> <laughs> if you don't do it. So I think that as I can't really speak to Journey Quest because I'm not a writer for that show. But with Geek Seekers, we will definitely uh, listen to our viewers ask them what they like and what they don't like. And the show is adaptable enough that we can change from episode to episode and even take suggestions for what we investigate. We talked about at the, we did a panel at Emerald city comic con and just talking to the audience, um, about a fan interaction. We've actually kind of came up with the idea that all the footage that we're taking, like especially like on a ghost investigation, you know how on Ghost Hunters, where do you see them? <laughs> hour after hour. Well, what if we posted our footage online and crowdsourced the analysis? Oh, wow. You oh, know, that'd be cool. So, and give fan credit if they happen to find something, then they also know that what we have is maybe a little bit more legitimate than when you think you, it might have been. So that sort of thing is just incredibly exciting. That that's a whole new level to interactivity. It, is yeah, great. Mm-hmm. that's amazing. Yeah, it might it might take a little while, but I think once we get the ball, ball rolling, who knows? We could have people just dedicated to uh, 
analyzing our stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and you know they'll be out there. You know how many amateur ghost hunters that are just dying for their break. Oh, yeah. It's, it's exciting. We, yeah, we've remarked that of all the, the people who are out there with paranormal interests, the psychics seem to really want to volunteer their time. And, uh, <laughs> our joke is that, well, if you had contacted us a month before we announced the show, you would have gotten the job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but well, psychic uh, is I, uh, different than telling the future. <laughs> true, true. Well, I know Todd's got a bunch of uh, listeners on, on Jackalope that, and a lot of shows that are specific to the paranormal. So you've probably just got yourself a bunch of viewers. Yay! Thanks to this. this. <laughs> so that's great. Um, I wanted to ask a question, though, as, a, as um, you're, you're an icon to, to female um, fangirls everywhere, thanks to, you know, you, you're, you're for real, which is Thank great. You. <laughs> um, um, my question to you is, what is your take? And this is a prickly subject, and I know some people get, get prickly on it um and, mm-hmm. and what is your take on this whole sexy geek trend that mm-hmm. a lot of people are pushing people are supposedly faking you know because that yeah. you know geeks in you know everyone knows it but Just they're the pretty girl um, posing with the game controller Yes, I said that like two seconds ago. Yeah, yeah, I just said that like two seconds ago because that seems to be the way that. Oh, look, he's got a. Was that an N sixty four? Oh, that's so hot. Yes, <laughs> wrong. <laughs> you know, um, I. It's not even plugged in. Right, it's in her teeth. How is she playing anything? But, but talent. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. So my my question to you is: Does does it hinder or help you? Uh, this kind of movement as a as a girl in the in, a woman in the industry, it, does it help or hinder? Uh, it doesn't really necessarily bother me because I'm sure if you take any genre or stereotype, you'll find the sexed up version of it. You know, it's- I could really like motorcycles, and of course, there's some hot babe on a motorcycle. You know, it. <laughs> you know it. <laughs> it you know, Spatulas, whatever. <laughs> spatula city. <laughs> that girl's cheapening spatulas for the rest of us. <laughs> but I don't know if it, I don't know if it bothers me. The majority of my fans are men. They must find me attractive on some level. I mean, where's where's the difference in in what they like or or what right. people are tailoring to them? I just kind of vow that I'll never do that. Or if I do, you'll know that I'm making fun of it. <laughs> lightheartedly. Lightheartedly. I, I well, respect I mean, that. <laughs> I think your character in, in Darkness Rising does that quite a bit. Of I, I you know, I, I know so many gamers who play a girl in WoW to watch the female avatar walk because they prefer it (laughs) and so i think about the time if people didn't get the wink wink nudge nudge about the time they say you are a trollop and a whore (laughs) (laughs) and and i love it i love that i you have some badass cosplay and some awesome modeling shots and but you're you you also understand the spectrum of it and yeah completely and i i don't think that celebrating the beauty of the female form is necessarily a bad thing. I know there's a lot of women who just, no matter what, they roll their eyes at it and they think it's exploitive. Mm 
But I think there's a certain power in beauty, and everyone responds positively to it for the most part. Um, So there's really not a lot of harm towards that. I object more to women being victimized or shown in a negative light, you know, being abused or being put down or insulted. Um, So anything that just shows off the female form, I don't necessarily have a problem with it. That's great. So I have to ask, because I just saw this in the last 24 hours, what is Chopsaki Boom? (laughs) <laughs> Speaking of girls looking hot, I love the, the outfit in that, <laughs> that photo. I'm incredibly excited about Chop Saki Boom. We filmed it last year, so all of the first season is in the can. And the website for it, chopsakiboom.com, is supposed to go live on April 20th. And the first episode will be available May 1st on the website. And we're putting a Facebook page together. And uh, it's it's a fun show. It's definitely comedic. There is um, martial arts, obviously. <laughs> and it, <laughs> it follows a bunch of actors who are auditioning for a show called Final Zodiac Warrior. And, so, <laughs> <laughs> and every character, every actor slash... Well, let me back up. Every actor... Uh, who is followed in the show obviously kind of gets on to Final Zodiac Warrior. So we have the alter ego. And the photo I posted today is my alter ego in Final Zodiac Warrior. And um, my actor role, is her name is Paige, just to be confusing. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we were, originally her name was going to be Gwen, and I'm in another web series called... Um, the Dirty Do-Gooders, where I play a character named Gwen. So we thought, oh, that's confusing. I'm like, hey, let's go confusing in another way. Let's name her Paige. <laughs> <laughs> and her, um, Paige's Zodiac warrior animal is the, the pig. <laughs> so <laughs> the joke is in the series that uh, I'm the ugly girl because I wear glasses. we kind of play on that joke a bit because my warrior animal is the pig and that's why i'm in pink um but (laughs) she's kind of awkward and she is a gamer girl and she eats junk food all the time pig like um but it's it's a i really love the character i love the production i can't i haven't seen the the final episodes either in fact i get to go to a cast screening uh, this sunday and i'm incredibly excited uh to see it and I We're think it's excited too. Oh, it it was such a fun set to be on. The amount of improv that we got to do and just the funny, funny people involved. I laughed so much. It it was one of those scripts where normally I read a script and I think, wow, this is really funny. And then I go and film it and perhaps it doesn't translate quite as funny as maybe I thought in my head. This is one of those scripts that seeing it live and seeing what the actors do with it. It just blew my mind. <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> really good stuff. And so, so this excited. is going to be online, or is it actually going to be um, on, on like, it looks like something that would be perfect for Adult Swim. Uh, well, so far, um, it's the first season. It's, yeah, it's premiering online May 1st on their website. And uh, I think they're just going to go from there. 
That's great. Well, I have to ask this because if I forget, I'll be killed by my entire gaming group. So yeah. what, what tabletop system is your favorite? Oh, geez. Um, I, I'm sure you haven't gotten a chance to tabletop game in a while with everything you have going on. But. Yeah. That's, you know, I really love RPGs, but they are so time consuming that mm-hmm. it is really hard for me to actually sit down and game. Uh, I love D&D. It will always have a very <laughs> special place in my heart. Um, I also play uh, Call of Cthulhu. I play Paranoia. And I play Alternity. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, but it, it's been a little while. Um, so I am really looking forward to... Actually, I think I'll be gaming with Monty sometime soon. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Pretty uh, predictable. We thought about gaming while investigating. <laughs> <laughs> we certainly will have time. Like, Roll to see if you hear something. Yeah. <laughs> I keep down the door. Shh. Yeah. So, are you excited about Diablo 3 coming out? Yes. Yes. When it finally ever does. <laughs> oh my gosh. Who isn't excited about that? Uh-huh. I'm yeah. flagging. I'm flagging on that one. I don't know. Seriously, I've been waiting, I've been waiting oh. too long. It starts to get. I'll get excited when it actually is like announced. Well, I have help. My boyfriend is absolutely nuts about it, so he's he's keeping my excitement level high. So I well, am I'm excited. Gonna, I'm gonna have to just have some kind of hiatus off season where I can dedicate to to gaming more. <laughs> <laughs> People will understand. <laughs> I know. Well, we, we have Skyrim right now. Skyrim's like the main lining of everybody is like that's all they're doing. I just, yeah. oh, it's it's a scary thing. Yeah, <laughs> that, I haven't tried yet because I am afraid. I am afraid of being sucked in, and then people will be like, "Whatever happened to Jen Page?" <laughs> <laughs> Skeleton with your hand on a mouse. <laughs> there she is with the game controller. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's it's an evil, evil thing. My husband's back on it now again, like crack. Uh, I haven't even got Skyrim. We're just playing flipping Oblivion, which is like two games ago, and we're still stuck in it. Oh, so good. Well, it's so hard. I I was I was telling um, the guys, you know, when you're in high school, getting a game together and playing till four in the morning is not a big deal. Yes. But when you're you're adults, even if I have the time to, if any of the other guys have the time to game, we've finally gotten a semi um, twice a month game going, and it's it's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I used to frown upon the idea of one-offs, and now it's almost like a necessity. (laughs) Right. Right. It's like a quickie of thing. (laughs) I got a nap. I don't have time. You know, or it's just campaigns become so discouraging where you spend the first hour just trying to figure out where you left off last time. Right. Right. So That's why they invented 50-50 in cricket. Yes. (laughs) Sorry. Obscure reference. Never mind. New game. What what do you prefer to play? Do you have a class you prefer playing? Or oh gosh, yeah, half elf rogue. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> In fact, it it's been so permanently a part of me. I still have to think about not saying half elf thief. Um, yes, I <laughs> class of thieves, not rogues, and um, <laughs> I know it, it's a giant stretch, but I that's. 
I try to play. Uh, I've tried druids and and wizards, and it just doesn't feel right. 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 <laughs> I'm constantly trying to pickpocket or backstab someone. <laughs> Why am I dying? Attack. What are you thinking? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And for years, I I wanted to play a drow in a campaign, and the DM was like, "No, no evil characters. No one will trust you. I'm going to have to kill you eventually." <laughs> <laughs> it was, but um with D D launching their whole drow campaign right now, I'm like, yes, Rise of the Underdark, finally the drow <laughs> heard. <laughs> They're so pretty. They're just so they pretty. Are. They are that white hair and but the thing is whenever they talk about doing like a Dritz movie or something like that, it it's a nightmare for the makeup department. It'll never happen. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Maybe if it was CGI, I guess. But. Yeah, all right. Well, I... Todd, how are we on time? We are pretty close to the edge. Yeah, okay, I close a lot. to the edge and we're going to fall in. we got about three <laughs> minutes. <laughs> okay, well, well then... Uh, go ahead. I was going to say, Jen, do you, um, what would you like to um, let everyone know what you're up to? We kind of covered some of it, but I'd love to give you a chance to go over um, what you have upcoming, where you're going to be, where people can see you, and uh, what's going on. Well, I'll definitely be at Gen Con this year. That's obviously the big convention on my brain, and I know it's a while off, but we're going to have a Geek Seeker event. I think we'll be doing some Dead Gentleman stuff, and... Um, Mainly, I would say that if people are on Facebook, I'm on Facebook updating everything I'm doing quite regularly, and that is uh, facebook.com slash the gen page. <laughs> people want to follow me there. And it's the <laughs> <laughs> Best last name ever. <laughs> it's kind of meta, right? Because they're like, <laughs> page, wait, did I just share your, wait, stop, yeah. <laughs> You're a pun. But that's okay. I don't mind a good pun. (laughs) Yeah, I I mainly named it that because, well, Jen Page was taken, so I'm like, oh, well, I'm the Jen Page. And it just kind (laughs) of, or a Jen Page, or that Jen Page, something like that. But it it does sound funny when you're like the Jen Page. So accidental puns are even better. Yeah, yeah. Great. So, so like the Jen page on Facebook, mm-hmm. make sure to watch for the Chopsaki Boom website going on. It's chopsakiboom.com mm-hmm. and it premieres May 1st. Yes. Upcoming is Geek Seekers and the new season of Journey Quest, among many, many other projects that um, Jen is always updating on her site. So make sure to tune in. She's like Renaissance woman. She's she also is. a ballet dancer. I know, I know. How do you do this? I, if, you were, if you weren't so darn likable, I'd hate you, but I think you're pretty cool. Thank you so much for coming oh. to the show. And- thank you. You guys are great. We, we love having you on. So thank you, and, and whenever uh, things get going with Geek Seekers, we'd love to have you guys come back and talk about what's going on, maybe for Halloween or something. Oh, we'll definitely do that. That would be great. So awesome. well, thank you again for taking time to be on, and uh, go fangirl. Oh, yeah. thank you. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, thank you for joining us on this episode. And uh, thank you again, Jen, for coming on. Thanks to my wonderful co-hosts. And uh, we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.